This is The Guardian. Today, who are Reform UK and why do they want to destroy the Conservative Party? Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. They say they want to obliterate the Tories in the next general election. That they will lure disillusioned voters to their message and make Britain great again. The party chaired by Nigel Farage, but currently led by a man few people have heard of, is promising to shake up the electorate with hardline views on immigration, climate change, and the apparent scourge of socialism sweeping the country. The Tories have become like the Labour Party. Two sides of the same socialist coin. We've got record high taxes, we've got record high wasteful government spending, and yet disastrous outcomes. Reform UK may yet be a tiny outfit, run more like a business than a political party, but the threat they pose to mainstream political debate and to the shape and strength of the Conservative Party, well, that could be massive and they have the Tories worried. From The Guardian, I'm Nosheen Iqbal. Today in Focus, Reform UK, how the Populist Party could shake up the next election. Ben Quinn, you're a political correspondent for The Guardian, and you've had the unenviable job of covering the political fortunes of Reform UK over the past few months. Let's begin with the basics. Who are they? So Reform UK grew out of the Brexit Party, and the Brexit Party grew out of what was uh, UKIP as well, the um, political party which really became dominant on the back of Nigel Farage's leadership. It's difficult to know how big the party is, Certainly during the uh, noughties and the, the whole period building up to Brexit, people will remember UKIP actually grew into quite a, quite a movement. Nigel Farage celebrating once again. It's becoming a familiar sight and to other party leaders a pretty unwelcome one. But he's loving it. And the People's Army that support UKIP, uh, despite shed loads of abuse that have been thrown at us over the course of the last three or four weeks, went out. The Reform UK, on the other hand, have kind of yet to show their hand in terms of that kind of movement. But nonetheless, it is a party which is averaging between 7-10% in polls for what it's worth. So it does have the potential to actually maybe replicate what UKIP and what the Brexit party became. So Reform is a party that's been founded out of the ashes of Brexit itself, which came from UKIP. Nigel Farage, as you've told me, is at the helm. But can you tell me a bit more about who else is involved? Nigel Farage is at the helm. Its leader officially at the moment is Richard Tice, who's a uh, property investor. So Richard Tice is someone who 
really doesn't have that much of a profile in the public's mind. He's somebody who's been in business and he, make, he very much makes a virtue of that. I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm somebody who hasn't come from Westminster. I've got clean hands. Like others involved in reform, has begun to dip their toes in journalism. So he was a television presenter for Talk TV before moving on to GB News. A very warm welcome to Britain's favourite Sunday sermon with me, Richard Tice, on GB News. Amongst the many challenges we face in the UK and indeed in the Western world, I believe that the two most significant looking forwards is mass migration and the obsession with net zero. People like Anne Widdicombe, uh, formerly a firm Strictly Come Dancing and previous to that a Conservative MP. And then we have uh, people like Ben Habib, who's the deputy leader. He's a former Brexit uh, party MEP who was a businessman. So it's, it's part of that nexus of people at the moment who are essentially trying to find a, a purpose uh, post-Brexit. Before we come on to what that purpose is, can you tell me how the party is structured? Because it's not a conventional setup, is it? So Reform UK was founded in November 2018. It does have a slightly odd structure. It is registered on Companies House, where it has 15 shares. And we're led to understand that uh, Nigel Farage owns the majority of those shares. He's listed on uh, Companies House as a person of significant control. Um, and it leads to a strange situation whereby the leader of the party is Richard Tice and Nigel Farage is in a continual state of will he or won't he return as, as leader of Reform UK. So despite insisting he won't take over again when it suits him, there's still an expectation that we might have to contend with Nigel Farage yet again in the next general election. He is someone who is clearly assessing his um, chances of getting elected again. But by all accounts, the polling seems to suggest that a return of Nigel Farage would put rocket boosters on reforms, threat to the Conservatives. Whether they would win any seats in the back of that is another matter, but it would certainly uh, leverage their sort of appeal to voters. If he does come back, um, it may be in a different form from the way in which he led UKIP and the Brexit party. If he comes back this time, they see him as a battering ram who would take on the lightweights of Starmer and Sunak or as they see them in, in leaders' debates and uh, would be able to rove around the country and, and appeal to people. So there is this persistent idea that Nigel Farage has a lot of public appeal, but he has failed to become an MP seven times. And so there is this sense that the party that he co-founded and is currently chairman of, Reform UK, of course, that he doesn't want to come back and lead because he's potentially worried about losing again. There is that. He's also, well, he tells us, enjoying things. He's, he's been, on, uh, been in the jungle eating uh, kangaroo testicles. Also having a lovely time. Yes. And, he, you know, he, he, he does seem to be someone who actually has eased into uh, a broadcasting role and, and does seem to quite enjoy being in GB News. Um, but yeah, there's, there is the lure of politics. He's clearly somebody who uh, in, enjoys politics, but he's equally somebody who only likes to be involved with things when he can be the leader. 
So, Ben, where does this leave the Reform Party's current leader, Richard Tice? Because it sounds like at the moment he's kind of a caretaker. It leaves Richard Tice in an awkward position and it leaves him in a position where he's constantly asked about this at every press conference he comes to. Yes, sir. Um, if you are, Carl Denham from ITV News, if you are the only way to save Britain from economic and cultural collapse, why is Nigel Farage having so much trouble making up his mind what party he's going to play? Um, he's not having trouble making up his mind. He's taking his time. He's working it all out. There's a variety of things and there are various logistical issues. He's got other commitments. We've all got commitments. Ben, what is reform's central message? What are they about? Well, reform might say their central message is, is common sense. Other things that they would say they stand for was uh, hostility to the socialism of not just Labour, but also the Conservative Party. So they're branding the Conservatives as socialists? Or very much so. It's, uh, this is an out-of-touch, metropolitan, elite, cosmopolitan, high-spending, high-taxing Conservative Party, which has unmoored itself from its Conservative roots. Um, so they're deeply worried about that. They're also deeply worried about something called Starmageddon, which is coming to a village, town or city near, near you at any stage in the next 12 months. We are facing a catastrophic cocktail of economic incompetence and cultural pillage that would be a disaster for the United Kingdom. Because, of course, in every Labour government, every socialist way, they want more taxes. They want to take more of your money. Unbelievably, they want to get closer to the failing, sclerotic, recessionary European Union. We've just left it, and thank God we have. Well, tell me more about this, this common sense. What does common sense look like for reform? What are, what are they for? What are they against? One of the most eye-catching one might be what, what, what they re- describe as net zero immigration. And that means that the number of people legally allowed to enter or live and work in the UK each year should equal the number emigrating. So the overall population would actually remain approximately the same. Uh, what that means for people who run uh, care homes, the NHS, um, uh, companies and businesses, the length and breadth of the UK means what it means for them is uh, another matter uh, altogether. And also how you actually enforce that policy is something which is open to question. For all of us, the quality of life and our relative prosperity has declined. It's obvious, isn't it? If you don't build the extra capacity and you stick another 10 million people in the country, then it's going to be a little bit harder to get around. It might also mean scepticism about uh, climate change in in some forms. It certainly does mean scepticism about what Reform UK and in fact some Tory backbenchers would see as a rush towards making working class people and middle class people shoulder the burden of the transition to net zero. And also they stand very much for the need to push back against the betrayal of the promise of Brexit and the rush towards the sunlit uplands, which we were all promised would be just within reach if we were to um, embrace departure from the European Union. Where would you place them on the political spectrum? Where do they sit? How would you describe them? Some people might call them far right. Others would call reform a populist party, um, a populist party of the right. Certainly parties like the British National Party and others such as Patriotic Alternative fit more neatly into the categories of what far right is, but reform owe more to recent 
political parties in, in continental Europe, such as the AFD in Germany, and maybe even the reinvented Le Pen brand of, of nationalism in France as well. It really does give you a flavour of what we're talking about when there's slight nuanced arguments about whether this is far right or just very, very right. That gives you a sense of what Reform UK are about, I'd say. Well, that's true. I mean, it's, this is not a party which talks about blood and honour and uh, they don't even use uh, language such as uh, that of Donald Trump recently who talked about the uh, blood of America being polluted. So you don't get that sort of language. They do make a point of there are occasional glimpses of the fact that there are something, uh, there is something about them which is not of the mainstream. You actually might find a lot of conservative backbench MPs, particularly at the moment, who are perhaps even more right-wing than reform on many of the issues of the day as well. well it takes me quite neatly to ask you, well, who are they for? Who are they trying to target? They want to target the people who they feel are disillusioned with the Conservative Party, but they don't just want to stop there as well. They feel that the Labour Party is a party which has betrayed its roots as well. And there was a period in which UKIP was, was a threat to Labour as well and succeeded in, in drawing a lot of voters away from them. But most pollsters, most commentators would view reform now primarily as a threat to the Conservative Party, particularly in the red wall, to use that terrible term, seats of the north. And in fact, the 2019 general election on which Boris Johnson won that something majority is one in which the Conservative Party came to power on the back of a broad coalition of voters. Many of them were people who had voted for Brexit. Many of them were former Labour Party voters. So these are people who are in some ways up for grabs. And they are people who reform want to um, want to pick up Ben, but as I understand it, they're still pretty tiny and a lot of people don't believe they have any real chance of winning many, if any, seats in the upcoming general election. Do they really pose a threat? So they do pose a threat. Um, they pose a threat because they could split the vote on the right, even while not getting any MPs themselves. And that's hugely important to Rishi Sunak's hopes of um, trying to just go for a score draw with Labour as well. But actually, recent polling put, for the first time for a national poll, it put reform in third place um, behind Labour and the Conservatives, and they put them in 11%, pushing back the, the pro Lib Dems. So that is a bit of a rerun, or it's beginning to get into that territory of um, UKIP coming and, and snapping at the Conservatives' heels. Well, if we cast our minds back to the 2019 election, back then, the Brexit Party struck this informal sort of backdoor arrangement with Boris Johnson's Tories, which meant that they wouldn't stand Brexit party candidates in safe Tory seats and so wouldn't risk splitting the right-wing vote of that constituency and instead focus their efforts on denigrating Labour seats. But Richard Tice doesn't seem to be playing as nice this time. Can you tell me more? So Richard Tice is on record as saying that he wants to destroy the Conservative Party and there will be no deals under any circumstances. So he's not playing nice this time. Why? Well, one scenario is that the, those in reform believe that the Conservatives have to be utterly destroyed before a true party of the right can be constructed from its uh, ashes. So the Labour Party and the Conservatives is in interchangeable. So while in the past... And this is probably key. Um, the Brexit Party would have said, we are standing aside to help the Conservatives beat Jeremy Corbyn. In this case, 
the Conservatives are just as bad as Labour. So we have to vanquish both. We have to destroy the Conservatives in order to start again. That's quite the message. It, it is, actually. And, it, you know, it leads, it leads to all sorts of um, interesting future scenarios. So in a um, post-general election scenario, you might see a Conservative Party, which has been utterly decimated, and there would be a scenario in which those on the right within the Conservative Party would merge with the Reform Party. Actually, there's a model for this in, in Canada. In the noughties, the Canadian Conservative Party was so utterly destroyed that it ended up merging with another party, funnily enough, called Reform, which was a party off the right in Canada. And uh, they came back. They came back eventually even stronger and to power as well. So there is a there is a long game which is being played here. Coming up, how worried are the Conservatives about the influence and the reach of Reform UK? Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash todayinfocus. Ben, Reform UK say they'll be standing Ben Habib, who is their deputy leader. They'll be standing him as a candidate in the upcoming Wellingborough by-election, a place where UKIP came second in votes in 2015. Now, Reform are clearly up for a fight with the Tories. How's that going down? So there are Tory MPs who have said they really wish that Reform wasn't standing in their 
constituency or wasn't breathing down their political neck. Um, Miriam Kitts is one of those people who's, who said that. But equally, those same people are people who are very often on the right of the Conservative Party, on, on Rishi Sunak's right. And in some ways, Reform UK is a useful um, tool which they can use to actually try and put a bit of pressure on Sunak as well to um, change tack on things like immigration or net zero or anything else where uh, Reform UK is trying to park its tanks on, on the Conservatives' lawn. Well, where can we see the impact of this? Where have Reform and Nigel Farage had an impact on government policy? Nigel Farage has had a big impact on uh, the Conservative Party. You might actually credit him more than anyone else as being the architect of Brexit itself. It's a bit more difficult to discern what Reform UK's impact on government policy is because it's so early uh, and actually the Conservatives have a quite a hard line um, immigration, some might say gimmick in, in the form of the Rwanda plan, but they are in danger of being outflanked by reform uh, on, on, many, on many issues. It might be on culture wars, just a general exhaustion with a political party that's been in power for many decades and people on the right looking for another alternative. And then there are also those people who see reform very much as an alternative to um, what they view as a, a high-spending Conservative government. And we laugh when perhaps um, Richard Tice describes the current Conservative Party as a, as a socialist party. But equally, Rishi Sunak is somebody who's had to necessarily, as he would see it, preside over large-scale tax increases in recent years. And we've had, we've had the pandemic and the need to basically reorganize the public in, uh, finances and infrastructure to cope with that. But nonetheless, there are those on the right in this country who would have preferred an alternative, uh, more libertarian approach to, um, to, to the pandemic and managing the public finances and beginning to cut taxes much sooner, uh, sooner than, than the government plans to do. And it's in that space that Reform UK are, are squatting. And actually, it's not just the Tories that they're giving a headache because... Former Shadow Chancellor John McDonnell warned that reform even pose a threat to Labour, which listeners might think would be unlikely given how very right-wing their policies are. But what did McDonnell have to say? McDonnell's message was that if a new Labour government failed in its early days to enact radical policies, you would have voters who would would become disillusioned after many years of conservative rule with party gate and various other failings. And those disillusioned voters would either not vote or actually would embrace just something else, something else entirely. And that would likely be something on the radical right or even on the far right. And he also instanced how reform in, in that scenario would also be a major influence on a Conservative Party, which was reassembling itself and, and rising from the ashes, um, a Conservative Party which might even be led by Suella Braverman, or might even be one which has Nigel Farage as a as a member once again. Well, what does it tell us about the state of British politics, or even the Conservatives at the moment, that this relatively small, obscure party? which doesn't even have Nigel Farage as leader, but that it's having an outsized influence on our politics. It tells us that um, we're still in a period of flux and the enormous changes which were brought about as a result of Brexit and before and after are probably still not ones that are in the, in the rear view window at this stage. 
it, this is just an example of the same pattern which we're seeing playing out in every major European democracy and in America as well. We're seeing established political parties and their structures being broken down and we're seeing insurgent or would-be insurgent populist parties continuing to um, bang the door. Potentially what we're seeing is a sort of a second coming of those populist parties. So while Donald Trump is the favorite to win the presidency in, in the US, according to some polls, in this country, can we really say that that type of populist tide is, is over? It's really something which is still very much, very much in the air. Ben, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. That was Ben Quinn, political correspondent at The Guardian. You can follow his reporting on Reform UK and more at theguardian.com. That's it for today. I'm Nasheen Iqbal. This episode is produced by Lucy Hoff. Sound designed is by Solomon King. The executive producer was Huma Khalili. We'll be back again tomorrow. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.